two, one. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the My Tech Decisions podcast. On today's episode, we discuss the very high-profile cybersecurity incident at password management provider LastPass and why IT security teams need to continue running robust patch management programs and start thinking about the security of end-users home network and devices. To talk about this is Scott Cavesa, a senior research manager at vulnerability management provider Tenable. According to Scott, this breach should have been completely avoidable. Before we get to the interview, here's a quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, or Spotify to hear regular interviews with IT experts that can help you make the right decisions for your organization. And now here's Scott Cavazza. Great. All right. Yeah, Scott. So we were talking about the last pass breach, which uh, has gotten a lot of attention um, over the last couple couple months, really. Um, so can you tell us um, you know, a little bit about what we know so far and maybe some of those recent developments that we heard? Um, I think it was uh, uh, last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, quite interesting, right? That the initial initial information was, you know, a development account was was compromised. You know, developers uh, think a login was was compromised, and then you know we find out in December a second attack has occurred, right? And uh, what's interesting about this is they tied it back to uh, you know a DevOps engineer's personal computer being compromised and a Plex vulnerability being used. So. Odd, odd to see a, a media server being the the root cause uh, for the initial compromise, um, but that's that's the information that's been presented so far. Um, so I'm gonna make sure I've got the CVE corrected by notes, but CVE 2020-5741. So that's a vulnerability in Plex that was actually discovered by one of our researchers on our zero day research team. Okay. Um, so this was reported to Plex in March of 2020, fixed later in May. Um, so the fix has been out for you know a couple of years, three years now, um, which is unfortunate to see because there's a you know obviously over that time period additional security fixes and, and things like that have been have been added by that team. So to see something like that uh, as a root cause for for a compromise is is quite unsettling, but not. Not uncommon these days. Nothing, nothing surprising, right? Right. Yeah, and you know, this is highlight the importance of of you know strong you know uh, patch management program. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is something we see so so often, um, and in fact, it's in our twenty twenty two threat landscape report that we just released. What we highlighted as the number one threat, and you know, for our, for our top five vulnerabilities and threats for twenty twenty two is that these known and exploitable vulnerabilities remain at the top of the list. Things with readily available patches or mitigations, sometimes both. Um, these things that remain unpatched continue to haunt these organizations and individuals alike. So it's it's unfortunate to see these things um, year after year. And I think we mentioned that in the report of like, we really would like to stop listing these same CVEs every year. Um, and see a decline in these commonly used right. vulnerabilities. Um, so I think everyone will agree with you on that. Well, everyone in you know the, the IT field, but it was a home computer. So is it now IT's responsibility to make sure that you know we're we're you know maintaining the security of our of our home systems as well? 
that seems like it's getting into some tricky privacy issues there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a tricky scenario, um, especially when ideally, you know, a, per, a personal machine is never used to to do work. Um, right. There's maybe some missing context and details around this that we don't know. So we could say what we do know is right. There's a keylogger installed after the compromise. Um, so we can make some assumptions, but really it's hard to say, you know, is, is, was there a valid reason for a personal computer to have been used? Was there an issue with the work computer? Those are all unanswered questions at this time. Um, but yeah, it does get into that tricky scenario of, could this have all been avoided? Very likely, right? Very, very likely. Um, and what was interesting is this engineer was one of four with, um, with access to some specific content and, and um, permissions within yeah. LastPass's network. So just a sea of, of everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Yeah. It's also interesting to me that, I mean, they're a <laughs> senior developer at one of the biggest security companies out there, and one of the most well-known, certainly. Um, so how they missed this you know, three-year-old patch is kind of interesting. Um, it's also interesting to me that you know we've been working at home now for three years, and this is kind of one of the first uh, you know major stories of of an attack kind of targeting you know home systems. Um, is this you know in your opinion is this kind of a wake up call to you know kind of you know work on securing that that dynamic of you know uh, working at home? Yeah, I think it really goes back to that awareness training for for everyone right it doesn't matter how how many different measures you have in place um our humans are always going to be our weakest link and unfortunately you know this is one of those scenarios where you you hope to see these things are avoided you hope to see people are regularly patching you know home and work devices um and there's probably a myriad of reasons why this has you know slipped by um but I think it does come down to that training and awareness and, and, and ensuring that people are protecting their home networks, um, especially for those working at home, um, using the resources they have available. Maybe there's a company VPN, maybe they don't regularly log into it because certain tasks don't require it. Um, what risk does that present, you know, with with maybe an unpatched router at home? Those, those are vulnerabilities we see constantly. Mm. Um, fortunately, you know, a lot of these things are mitigated by the fact that router manufacturers regularly disable, you know, WAN access, internet facing access to administrative interfaces. So presumably the surface is smaller, but, you know, it just takes a user to click all the check mark and, and now that thing's wide open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, should, you know, IT departments be sending out these kind of memos for employees and saying like, Hey, if you're working at home, these are some like, you know, five basic steps you can take to kind of harden your own home network. That's, Absolutely, that seems like low-hanging fruit to me. We saw a lot of that, right? With the start of the pandemic, a lot of yeah. these articles of these are, you know, five tips you can do to secure yeah. your home network. Um, I wrote a few of them, yeah. 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 But I think it's it's maybe it's just it's that reminder. Maybe we're hitting the wrong audience sometimes. You know, is are people overlooking these memos, or is it just do they not have the technical know-how? Is there more training needed? Um, and that gets into a slippery slope, right? You don't want your IT team, IT team tied up trying to 
trying to help people navigate their home networks um, when they're trying to protect a corporate network and, and all the users, machines, and devices connected to it. And I think uh, back to kind of like patch management, I think when we talk about patch management, we're usually focused on like, you know, enterprise tools, um, you know, Microsoft systems and, and whatever. And uh, we don't really usually talk about these kind of, you know, consumer tools like, like, like Plex. Um, so is that something that we should keep, you know, more of an eye on? Yeah, I think, especially in that this new normal of a lot of people working from home um, and maybe even having more flexibility to install whatever software they they want to use on on work and personal devices and accessing mm. you know corporate device corporate assets from maybe a home computer because hey this thing's updating and I just need to log into my email and check something right um, that the idea of of um, understanding one's risk and, and going through the patch management cycle and being up to date on on all of your devices like it really it's falling onto these these users as well. Um, so it kind of blurs the lines of where does corporate IT get involved versus where's that home user have to have to start taking some of that responsibility as well. Right. Yeah, I mean, other steps IT can take to, to you know make sure that you know people aren't using their personal devices for work. Possibly, right? Um, restricting access, saying, you know all these things can only be accessed over the corporate VPN that can only be logged into from, you know, your work device. Yeah. These are measures that can help reduce that. Um, there's probably ways to get around some of these things and, you know, yeah, of course. <laughs> people, people will find a way, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Anything else that stood out to you, you know, about, you know, this, you know, specific case, the, the last pass breach and, um, no, I know obviously a three-year-old vulnerability sitting there is kind of, um, you know, low hanging fruit for any attacker. Um, uh, but you know, what else have we learned from this, you know, as far as, um, you know, best practices and making sure that, you know, these kind of things, you know, don't happen again. Yeah. Um, the obvious, right patch, patch, patch. We could scream that all day long and we hope it, we hope it happens. And there's probably myriad of reasons why it doesn't. Um, attackers are opportunistic. They're looking for that path of least resistance. These known exploitable vulnerabilities with readily available proof of concept code. These are things that are always going to be targetable, right? Um, they're going to be used. What's kind of concerning about this, right, is maybe it, it maybe it kind of forces some people to rethink how much they want to trust a password manager, which is dangerous. It's the opposite of what we want, right? Mm -hmm. Because if they're not using something like this, then they're going back to password reuse or weak passwords um, instead of, you know, let's just create a complicated 35 digit, you know, uh, combination password and store it in my password vault. This might kind of, entice users to go back to, to just, oh, we'll use the same password here, 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 right? Um, so I think those, seeing something like this in the news, it's it's concerning that it might have the opposite effect of, these are these are great tools, we should use them. This is an unfortunate incident. Um, no one's immune to these types of attacks, right? This is really unfortunate. Um, but again, like most things, it's, it's preventable. Um, and in this case, you know, 
unfortunately patching wasn't done. Well, I mean, I think it kind of goes back to your point of the path of least resistance. I mean, if you can, you know, rather than trying to target, you know, millions of individual users and, and trying to get their passwords, why not just target their, you know, the largest password manager out there and get them all in, you know, uh, probably a little bit easier. Um, and I mean, we've seen supply chain attacks, you know, that they've been a headline for the last probably three years, at least. Absolutely. Like if you could imagine getting access and being able to um, backdoor, you know, last pass the service and be able to compromise millions of, of other accounts. I mean, that's, that's huge. That's, it's very significant. Um, so they've, you know, they've got the Microsoft and Apple problem, right? They are one of the biggest, so they've got the biggest mm-hmm. attack surface, right? Everyone wants to go after, you know, the biggest names and the, the biggest opportunities. Right. Um, yeah, Scott, I think that answers the, the, all the questions I had. Unless there's anything else that, uh, you know, with any other points you want to make about this? No, I mean, I'll just follow up with my my final, like, soapbox moment of these known and exploitable vulnerabilities. Like, these are the things that we continuously see. Um, zero days are cool. They're sexy, but they're not the most common cause in so many instance, instances that we see. Um right. Not that they're not important, but there's that very narrow window from, you know, this being a zero day to having patches and and known mitigations available. So, so hopefully, you know, what we can get across to, to whoever's listening, watching, whatever the case will be, reading the story, um, just patch, patch, patch and mitigate. And, you know, security is kind of everyone's, everyone's responsibility. So... Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'll right, get off good. my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, Target. Thanks very much, Scott. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for the time. Thank you all. Of course. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.